welcome back to another episode of Love Life Hacks. I'm your host, Tracy Love Graves, and this is my husband, Chris Silver. Mm-hmm. And can I just say for the beginning, I love when you're wearing this. Thank you. Because we bought this together on one of our very first we did. outings as a newly minted couple. Yes. And the anniversary of that is coming up in just a few days. It's going to be two years. That's fantastic. And also the anniversary of us going to see Hamilton before we were a couple. It's yes. coming up in a few days. Yes, it is. We saw Hamilton in August 2017 right. in Los Angeles when it started touring. And end of August, yeah. I was obsessed with Hamilton mm-hmm. and all of my posts on Instagram revealed that truth. And this one slid in my DMs mm-hmm. and said, Hamilton hey, story. You love Hamilton, don't you? I got tickets. It just so happens that I got two tickets and you're coming. And she did. I damn straight. And we did not end up spending the night and getting married. We did, right? just oh, six years later. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was later. like, oh, we did? <laughs> no, but yeah, it was a sweet date. Had to count. Sweet date. Kobe <laughs> oh, Bryant was there. Kobe Bryant, RIP. Kobe and Vanessa were a few rows in front of us on the floor, yes. for sure. We had good tickets. We had great seats. Yeah. And he fell asleep. I did. I did not care. I was not there. Well, you see, as great for, as Hamilton is, A, I was very tired. It wasn't an easy time in my life. And um, even the greatest show has some repetition. Okay. I'll leave that there. We're going to okay. cut that out. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Love Life Hacks. Amen. Live your love. No. Love your life. Say it again. Live your love. Love your life. Right. Welcome back to Love Life Hacks, where we live our love and love our life. And hopefully we inspire that in others. Our mission here at Love Life Hacks is to heal the relationship at home so that the couples can go out into the world and serve. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Well, we actually have a mission statement there. It's How funny. can I say that more eloquently? We actually have a mission statement. Go ahead. You see that? It's down there. If you scroll up, you see it. Oh, that's a lot. We, we once wrote that together. The world has a crack in it. Hmm. We do our part of healing by helping people improve their love relationships. Happy couples live longer. Happy people contribute more. Yeah, we don't have to say that last part. Yeah. But so that's, yeah, no, that one was so silly. <laughs> who, who wrote that in? Yeah, our theme today is... We have topics, you know, in this show. Our theme today, you know what, for the next few episodes... We're going to call these next few episodes the Softening Series. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. What does that mean, the Softening Series? And See, where did that come now from? I'd love to have a live audience so we could ask, what does that mean to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that feel when you hear softening? Some people might already get a little nervous, right? Yeah, absolutely. Who wants to be soft? soft is not a positive word. I mean, I grew up in a really bad neighborhood. You too. Some bad neighborhoods. Many. And uh, in bad neighborhoods, you don't want to be soft. You don't want to be caught being soft on the street. Unfortunately. On any of these streets. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And now we find ourselves in relationships with each other. And being soft is actually what's going to heal us. Yes. And why is that? I don't know. <laughs> it just sucks. 
<laughs> <Just those. laughs> no, so the thing is, I mean, we know this, but the thing is, you want your relationship to be a safe space. Right. right? And for healing. And a safe space for healing. And healing happens in the soft moments. Healing doesn't happen in the rushed moments. Think about a hospital. The emergency room is rush, mm-hmm. rush, rush, go, go, go. But mm-hmm. the ICU is soft and gentle. Right. The lights are low. Please keep your voice volume to a minimum. We have people healing here and their bodies need a pleasant space yeah. to regenerate. Right. Because like, there's no point like, where are you going to replenish your energy? You can't do that on the battlefield. No. Mm-mm. Like even soldiers That's in triage. don't spend their entire time on the actual battlefield. Mm-hmm. They have trenches to go to and triage in different places and that the battle is not raging nonstop. You need mm-hmm. to retreat. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like war images, but yeah, like if you like us grew up in some, with some tough circumstances here and there and some tougher parts of the world, and of the cities and the streets. Yeah. You don't want to come home to a battlefield. No, no, no. Because home is where we recharge. Home is our charging dock. Yeah. Or it should be. Especially in Western society, it often feels like it is. There's this idea that life is a war. Nothing is given to you for free. You're kind of on your own. Right. You know, everything is sort of a struggle. And, um, yeah, home should not be that place. So anyway, we have learned that we both, even though we thought we were already pretty advanced in our understanding of the world, Mm. I still have a few challenges when it comes to softening and vulnerability. Yeah. So, so when we introduced this, we said, what does it mean and where did it come from? So I would like you to talk about where the softening came from recently. Recently, yes. Give me a tip. What, what am I talking about? What did you ask of me? Oh no, and yeah, us, I, I did. Us. I did notice the other day, and I had we had a, one of those vulnerable, uncomfortable conversations. Uh, no, not very uncomfortable. Not it was at a vulnerable all. Conversation, yeah. But it's like it's a conversation. It basically was that I, you know, it's like, hey, do we have everything that we want in this relationship with each other, or is there something missing? Is there something we could do better? It was mostly me coming from a place where I felt like emotionally exhausted. And the question was, how can we have you less emotionally exhausted? Yes. Or have you not emotionally exhausted at the end of the week? Yes. Because I was going through a couple of, you know, a couple of personal things within the family were going on, not not the immediate family, but somewhere else. And uh, a lot of work Mm -hmm. challenges right now, beautiful um, developments, but it takes a lot of me. And, um, and so you mentioned that you were exhausted at the end of the week. And I said, Hmm, is everyone who goes through what you're going through exhausted? Right. And do we want to change that? What can we do throughout the week with your energy to help it sustain and last so that you're not feeling like you're so drained? Yeah, and then I said, well, I think what's really, what would be beautiful is to just focus a little more on the moments where we connect in a meaningful way and where I can feel supported and loved Yeah, in the middle of the storm, uh-huh. in like gentle, warm ways that kind of stop 
the stress that kind of pause right things for a moment mm-hmm. like some breath work but yeah. not like a militant breath work because sometimes i can say take a deep breath <laughs> deeper well deeper. you know you as a, cer- as a certified yoga instructor and a person who has beautiful um leadership qualities that can be sometimes a little dominant yeah yeah like sometimes it can come across like that but it's it's over it's a beautiful gift so we can use it together and we can mm-hmm. and we can benefit from it together yeah and so yeah i was just making that request and it was received well by you and it was um i guess took us back to the whole general thing of like we're discovering something here we're discovering a gentleness and a softness and a warmth mm-hmm. that or rediscovering some of it that in this like constant rat race of life can get lost All right even for us even like we talk a lot about relationships we talk to others about relationships but it can get lost it can easily right. get lost and then you just start becoming very quick with your comments to each other you could get a little annoyed about little things, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Which is which one are we talking about today? We're talking about we have... being, we're talking about annoyances. And you want right. to know why? You want to know why we're talking about annoyances? Because when couples work on softening with each other or within mm-hmm. the relationship, it's really hard to soften if all you can think about are all of the major or minor annoyances mm-hmm. within the relationship. Yes. So we are here to talk about examples of being annoyed and how mm-hmm. we can overcome those. Yeah, because one point I made earlier, like when we were talking about this whole topic was when I find myself, I'm going to come from I, <laughs> when I find myself annoyed by more things of my partner than usual, uh, then that might be a good hint that there might be something, some need that's not being met that I haven't communicated in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So when something that technically is small and shouldn't be a big deal, I can move past it and look at the bigger picture is annoying me big time. Then maybe there's something in me that's, you know, when something that is small is annoying you big time and yeah. consistently then maybe something's there something's beginning to be off in the relationship that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. within myself or within yeah. the relationship I, I feel those could be pointers i don't know if that response like I, but i have a feeling that might uh resonate with people out right. there you know because I hear this a lot. People talk about this a lot. My husband leaves the socks out or leaves uh, the toilet yeah, seat like out. The, the classics, you know, and we have little ones and I like, like we have with each other ones that are small and ones that are more significant. There are ones where I would be like, okay, you know what? This we should probably talk about example. Well, before we talk about the yeah. example, okay. um, <laughs> there are ways to, there are ways to acknowledge and speak about these annoyances. Yes. And also some of them we can just let roll off of our shoulders. Is that the right phrase? Roll off of your shoulders? Yeah, like water, be. like a trench coat. But that's but that's the softness part again, right? Like in relationships, see, like allowing some little annoying habits in your partner only means that you're allowing them what you're expecting to be allowed to. It doesn't mean Oh, I'm not going to change for someone else. I'm going to be exactly who I am. Well, you know, you're a developing person. Of course, you're going to change in some ways because you continue Hopefully. to change in life. Hopefully. So that's just period. If you're not interested in changing, you're probably not in the right place listening to people like us because we're 
moving this is, a lot. This is a growth mindset podcast yeah, for right. sure. And so we're also in a growth mindset relationship. But the thing is, you don't want to be picked on for every little thing you do that might be annoying you. Everyone, so, I mean, I'm annoyed with some things that I do myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, like probably most people are. So I don't right. have a partner who constantly bickers about those with me. Right. There might be little things that I just do, and they're just preferences of mine that could that you could choose to find a little annoying, but they're not big. So you're gonna give me the grace mm-hmm. of letting those go. Let's let's have some examples. For example. Mm-hmm. We have two examples. Okay. We have an example of an annoyance that we have called attention to and an example of an annoyance that we have not called attention to. Right. I'll start with the not called attention to. Mm-hmm. Just recently, we rented scooters downtown Atlanta and I drive fast. <laughs> I it's an understatement. walk fast. I do a lot of things very quickly. You're from New York. I also enjoy getting on a scooter and feeling the wind through my proverbial hair. Okay. I, I have no fear when it comes to being on machines at high speeds for some reason. Um, my husband, however, bless his gentle soul, likes to take his time. And there were points in our journey. We only rented scooters so that we could make it to our lunch meeting on time because we were going to walk. And if we were <laughs> to walk, we would have been late. We rented scooters so that we can get there faster. So bless my husband's heart. I say, do you want to go a little faster? And he says, no, I'm okay. And for some reason that bothers me, but not enough to call him out on it. Well, because can I say like, A, we're still making it to the lunch meeting earlier than walking because we're faster. Even at my speed, we're still faster than walking. We made it one minute Yeah, exactly. Earlier. So we yeah. made it on time. Yes, we did. Um, but had we walked, we would have been five or 10 minutes late. Right. Um, so we were faster. And so I had the time in mind. I'm good at that. I'm German. So that I'm good at it. Being on time, we got that. Um, with you, of course, personally, I believe you're beautifully understating things because you're just anything that drives, you will go at maximum speed if you can. That's just what you do. We love speed. I'm comfortable there. Um, so, yeah, uh, but that that was one of those where you, I didn't want to interrupt you here, but where you said, you know what, I don't have to. I don't have to say anything, yeah. you know, so I was ahead of him for part of our way at, at, at parts. I crossed the street first and he didn't make it to the corner in time uh, before the light changed. So I waited for <laughs> him and I'm OK with that. And um, for the second half of our journey, I slowed down a bit. I was still in front of him, but I wasn't going as fast as I would have if I were alone or with other people. Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. I was annoyed because, you know, I turn around and, and I look around, I, I look behind me and I just see him taking my time. Like the, the, the tormentor in my brain, that little <laughs> devil on my shoulder whispers to me and says, Oh, he's just afraid that he's going to fall. Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, his precious self. Oh, what if I fall? What if I go too fast and I hurt myself? Ooh, yeah. My husband is soft the- and weak. And you see, like I, I'm, I'm a writer. I like to observe. I just like to not speed in life. 
as much. Even when I'm driving, I want to be able to still see what's around me. Like, that, that's just that's something dangerous. that I have. I'm so much into observing and like I, I, it sounds weird, but I kind of eat with my eyes. Like I'm, it's not weird. I love that's not weird. seeing things and mm. taking time to actually experience them. That's where that comes from, you know, because yeah, like I'm not a very fearful person. Oh yeah. So here's an example of when my husband is very quick though. Hello. And it annoys me to no end. And I have said something about it multiple times when we're in conversation. And I'm speaking, he likes to cut me off so that he can drive his point home. Or like, I feel, I feel like sometimes he likes to cut me off because he knows exactly what I'm going to say. Or he likes to cut me off because he wants to defend himself. And I'm like, would you let me finish my sentence? And what did I say last night? I said, even if you know what I'm going to say, I would still like to be able to say it. Yeah, and uh, that's definitely something that I'm thankful you're bringing up. You brought up with me because it is important. It matters to you. And so it's important that we talk about it because I know, and I've been through this my whole life, um, I was always very fast. I have a very fast brain, and it's sometimes too fast for my own good. So sometimes I forget in a conversation that uh, the other person isn't finished because I already think I know everything. And uh, it just gets into this dynamic that, and I grew up around that a lot, and I, I frustrated other people with that. It was, what they, it was what they call a gifted child. And so in school, and um, so I was, my teachers were annoyed with it. Like, um, I was always speeding up a little bit. Um, and the softening part that's important for a relationship, the safe space part that's important for a relationship, also means slowing the hell down. Mm-hmm. We'll have a whole episode about that, by the way, about coming up about communication and about things that can help slowing down the communication and, and, and active listening and stuff. We'll have fun a generous pause. In another episode, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, that's a lifelong thing. And that's a great example for where I could say, well, this is how I am. I talk fast. I think fast. If you can't deal with it, that's your problem. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, and you know some of my friends and the people I'm really comfortable with that I'm especially happy with they're usually like me they're very fast they're very like you know yeah and i also i I brought this up sometime last year we were Mm. hanging out with a friend of yours in alabama and i don't know if you remember but in the car i Mm. commented on that i said you cut her off a Mm -hmm. lot Mm -hmm. and i don't think i would have said that if i wasn't watching her face every time you cut her off because it's almost like when we're talking we're taking a deep breath and then someone else starts talking we let out that sigh because it's like, okay, like the energy is building, it's building, right. and then someone just kind of cuts it off. So we have to let, I, I like watched her let that air out every single time. But, and, and then I also said, I'm sure, I, did you, did you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I want to say something. And also, and also I did say that I'm sure this is how you guys communicate and you know, with, when it comes to people that I love, my friends, I'm sure we cut each other off all the time and we don't oh, hate yeah. each other for it. So I, I also wasn't telling you to say, oh, my God, watch how you talk to your friends. I was just letting you know, because I'm like, I don't know if you're aware of that. No, because some of it was probably your own annoyance with it. Right. That came out in Absolutely. your observation. That you're, because I then told you when I talked to this friend alone, we cut each other off all the time. We'd speak over each other and we're comfortable with that. Like we're literally 
talking at the same time. I grew up in a household where sometimes everybody was talking at the same time. But that doesn't mean that that works in a relationship. Again, yeah. we'll have a whole episode about that. But just let's just, just let's just about it. No, this annoying habits this is not yeah. the communication episode. But uh, that is one habit where it is good to bring up the topic. And can I say this also? It. Yes. Um, you just mentioned you mentioned growing up in a household with people who talk over each other all the right. time. And my response to that was, well. I grew up in a household with people that hit each other. What's what, what's your point? Up to which I replied, I'm just giving you some background. I'm not making, I'm not defending myself with that. We had that conversation too. Speaking about households you grew up in, one thing, my examples for habits now, right? One habit of yours, for instance, that can annoy me, but it doesn't have to be brought up, is that you are really into singing a lot and to when you're cleaning doing any housework you have music playing in yeah. your ear and you sing along with it mm -hmm. and the singing along is like a has is like a, not like a singing in terms of i can't hear the music you're singing and it comes out like it's a lot sometimes it comes sometimes out like, it's like for several hours because you're loud and like you're really into the song and stuff like mm -hmm. that and so when you're in the space and that's like that's cool you're just in your space so it's like if it gets into my way or if i want to do something else i can go to another part of the house i can put the headphones on it's not mm -hmm. something that's bad i love your voice i love you i love you being happy mm -hmm. it's just sometimes the sound itself could get annoying um Amen. So that's an example where I can give you the grace and not make that an issue. I mm -hmm. won't. Um, but things that we have, yeah, like she, it's funny because you just talked about that. We just talked about family habits and stuff, but you know what? We'll save that for the other episode. But um, another one that was important for me to mention was that when we're driving together, when you're driving, mm -hmm. And we're on the freeway together. Yeah. That sometimes you on the freeway have a habit of like still doing a lot of things while driving, but at a high speed. So we're just yeah. going, you're like 75, 85, and you're doing like, you're, you know, eating. I'm peeling a tangerine, peeling a tangerine and rolling the window down. And like and just basically holding the, the wheel with maybe the tip of your pinky finger, if at all. If at all. And you so should, you, in, in those moments when I'm driving with no hands, I'm using yeah. my knee. And that's something that bothers me on the freeway at that speed. Mm -hmm. I've had an accident on the, I've been in a freeway accident before at high speed. Um, so it just kind of triggers me mm -hmm. and I don't like it. And I'm generally, I'm not a fan of freeways that much. Um, city freeways, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta is one of those cities where you just have to constantly be in these high speed roads just to go, you know, do some fun thing, some fun activity or something. I'm not a yeah. big fan of that. Everyone in Atlanta drives at least yeah. 20 miles over the speed limit. They do. Including me. They do. And yeah, like it's, I, me, because I'm like, hey, I'm going, to, I'm doing the speed limit and everybody's speeding past me. Which uh, is dangerous. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, that was something that I felt like was good to bring up with you mm -hmm. because I, I felt like, you know what, I shouldn't sit here and swallow that mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel safe to me. I, I feel when you're doing something over 70 or 80 miles an hour, you should probably have your hands on the wheel. Right. That would help. Yeah. Me. Uh, feel better. Yeah, for sure. Um, and generally, it would help us feel safe, be safer too, if anything ever happened, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. 
that one, that's one that I brought up and it was resolved. It wasn't an issue. Yeah, it wasn't an issue. Um, I'm certainly not going to argue with you about having my hands on the wheel while I'm driving at top speeds. You know, right. that's that's a choose your argument moment. Um, however, I think another at, at other points in my life, I may have. I may have for sure. I may have said, "Ugh, I'm safe. I've been driving since I was 12 years old. And I'm sorry, not just driving since I was 12. I got on the highway for the first time when I was 12 years old. You okay. not told me that story yet. But that's amazing. Uh, I haven't. Wow. Yeah, that, because my father purchased a new car and he wanted to drive his car. And I drove his ex-girlfriend's car with mm. Sharice, my sister, my older sister next to me. Why didn't she And drive? we turned the, well, because it was my turn. He'd been teaching me how to drive since I was a child. So it's like, let Trace, wow. so he said, let Tracy drive. Trace, just follow me. And I was like, okay, thinking that we would stay on the streets. At 12. Yeah. So I turned the and I saw him at the light. He put his turn signal on. I said, oh, my God, we're getting on the highway. I turned the music down. <laughs> and Sharice just did not say anything. I think she was like, all right, I'm just going to go for this ride. I'm not going to distract her. And wow. we just merged onto the highway. We stayed in the slow lane. We drove the, the speed limit. I mean, it's I 25 it. years ago, a statute of, limit, statute of limitations. I'm not going to say anything to Brother Graves about that. But I wow. know. Yeah, wow. it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. In mm. in high school, I would borrow his car and Damn. he would say, if you get caught, I'm just going to tell the cops that you stole the car. OK. And I'm like, OK, cool. When it comes to driving, I feel extremely comfortable in a car, in a vehicle, top speed, low speed, large mm. 50 passenger van. Tiny sports cars, stick shift. Yeah. So, uh, so like at, at another point in my life, I would have said, "Oh my god, get over it." But you know, you said that. I thought, okay, that's cool. I don't have to drive with no hands while my husband is in the car. You know, it's not taking anything away from me to make sure that you are that you feel safe. Yeah. Well, and again, I feel like I feel like there's a bigger topic because you said earlier when you were like talking about the scooter that there's a, a conversation about who he's afraid mm -hmm. and that annoys you. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the devil on my mm -hmm. shoulder. And the, I, I often have to quiet that voice in my head. It, it just is what it is. Because we, that voice or, or, or that part of you wants your partner to just never have any fear or show any fear. Yeah, that, I think that part of me, uh, what I say to that partner is, um, I didn't marry me. Right. So I think that voice wants everyone around me to be like me and have no issues with the world. I think that voice wants mm -hmm. everyone to man up and not be sensitive. But that's actually where my growth is. In softening up and opening up to sensitivity and um, allowing, I don't know, how do I say this? In allowing the space, allowing the safe space to express one's feelings. Well, because I would say to some men, you know, man up and own your feelings, <laughs> you know, like manning up doesn't necessarily mean to not have any fear. Or to not show any fear. I sure. feel like there's times some people, when some yeah. things you're afraid of. And that's part of life. 
Um, I'm not afraid of the scooter example. That, that example doesn't work because I'm not afraid of that. It's, I told you it's a different reason. Mm. But I think owning your fears is also important because, like, I mean, I've, I remember that being a thing. Uh, was it Mr. Miyagi named after the wax inventor, on, wax off. inventor of my Goju, of my karate uh, discipline, actually? Gojuryu. Um, yes, Gojuryu. And Mr. Miyagi is the one who invented uh, Gojuryu karate. And his student was the teacher of my teacher. Long story. Daniel san. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm a, like building Gojuryu and I'm proud of that. And I love, I love, say that with your chest. I love the martial arts. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Mr. Miyagi in the show says he says fear is not (laughs) there's nothing wrong with fear the only thing that's a problem is being afraid of the fear something like that there's nothing wrong with fear the only problem is being afraid of fear yeah I think that's about what he says I would have so many questions in his class I mean, I get um, it. And also, no, I get it. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, okay yeah. So to well, be a, it's okay to, it. it's healthy to have fear. Like, yesterday, um, a new UFC champion was crowned. And he said after the fight that he was afraid of his opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he mm-hmm. was honest about the fact that mm-hmm. he'd never been as afraid of mm-hmm. a fight and of an opponent as that. Yes. There's nothing wrong with him saying that. I don't think that anybody thought he was less of a no. man for that. And you know what the issue is? The mm-hmm. issue when we are afraid of fear, we never even step into the ring. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Because Sean O'Malley was not afraid to step in the ring. Mm-hmm. He handled the fear. Right. But he's clear about the fact, and that's healthy, because guess what? When you watched him fight yesterday, me knowing a lot about martial arts, Sean O'Malley fought extremely wise, mm-hmm. very wisely, very smart. His strategy and his his game plan was masterful yeah which is why he won right against a very powerful opponent as Sterling. but it's because he he didn't fear the fear itself mm-hmm. he feared the opponent which means he gave him the respect because sure, that guy could have so easily um ended things for him quickly and maybe if he Al, made a wrong aljermaine aljermaine yeah. maybe aljermaine didn't have enough fear maybe aljermaine just thought he was going to win and he underestimated his opponent. It's possible. Well, he did say that. Because he he also said after the fight, um, yeah, I didn't know how good the guy was. And I said, well, that's on you, buddy. Because Mm -hmm. your job Mm -hmm. is to step in the ring, know exactly who you're facing. And not be, maybe he's afraid of fear. Maybe he's afraid to do that. Right. (laughs) Look, I can't speak for him, but you know, maybe he's afraid to really face what's going on because he doesn't want to be afraid because he thinks that's not manly or something yeah i think that's actually bullshit like we need to uh own our fears and the fear i think the fear and acknowledging the fear helps us soften and -hmm. it helps us get to a place where we can study our opponents Mm -hmm. where we can study our partner Mm -hmm. where we can study our reactions and our responses to the world amen and I think that's where we come back to the to the habits. Why, mm-hmm. why do we get into this thing that? Why do I see? I grew up around that. I'm sure I know you did too, actually. And I, but, but but I want you to talk about it for yourself. I watched marriages like my grandparents or my uncle and my aunt that were not working happily and well. Mm-hmm. These people annoyed the shit out of each other. Yeah, and they had so many things that they didn't like about each other, and they 
voice these frustrations to each other and also to others, even in each other's presence or not in each other's presence. Mm, messy. I'm thinking, I'm thinking as we're talking now that fear is a, is a topic in all of this. There's a fear of being vulnerable enough or being soft enough, so to speak, whatever you want to call it, whatever word works for you to say, hey, could we change this? Would you mind doing this differently? Because it yeah. does A, B, and C to me. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable when you do that while you're driving. Mm-hmm. Or I don't feel comfortable when you're making this or that sarcastic remark or something mm-hmm. like that. Is me overcoming the fear that I'll be judged. Right for that because right. it's a vulnerable thing to do right yes it's very hard for our, our partners to look at us yeah and tell us what we need it's hard for me to do it sometimes and it does help when our partner receives what we're saying and i am still learning how to do that in real time i not to pat myself on the back or anything but mm-hmm. i'm actually proud of how I've been responding to some of your requests lately mm-hmm. because I realize I'm like, ah, I am so mature. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm so mature okay. because I do not even, I'm not even triggered right now. I'm My, just, just going to, I'm so humble. Do your thing. I'm just going to wrap up. Oh my God. I, I am so ready for life. I'm so ready for life and mm-hmm. living and learning and, and mm-hmm. motherhood. Um, because I am not even triggered right now. Guys, welcome to another episode of Tracy Love Hacks. Hi. This was me, Chris. Hello, bye. (laughs) I think we're done with this episode. Actually, we are. You are. (laughs) Now that we're talking about me, I'm here. You oh oh, I am now. (laughs) See, that's the shit I'm talking about. We're gonna talk about this later. But I think we covered everything, right? Do you want to? The, the How do we wrap thing? this up? How do we wrap it up? Also, I'm going to cut out every time you said that's another episode. We'll talk about that in, in another episode. Yeah, but sometimes that's also good because it shows that we're progressing sometimes. and we're already letting yeah. them know more is coming. You could leave it in once, maybe. Sure. Maybe I said it three times. Right. Annoying, annoying little habit. So. All right, so this was <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you. We're so professional for listening. We're so professional over here. Thank you for joining us for this first episode of the softening series as we talked about being annoyed by your partner and how we can address that and how we can even receive that and the benefit of receiving this feedback in real time because if we are in a relationship then we are we don't get into relationships to be stagnant and be the same. We get into relationships to grow, to serve, yes. to love, to live in a harmony because the world is rough enough. Yes, things get exciting when we overcome our fear mm-hmm. and our selfishness. Mm-hmm. And we start sharing from a place that's vulnerable. Right. Open. Right. That's when the cool stuff happens. Absolutely. I'm excited about the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I'm excited for you. Live your love. Love your life. One more time. And, mm-hmm. and, and we are excited for you. We're excited for you. 
And thank you for listening to another episode of Love Life Hacks. Live your life. No, that was wrong. One more time. Live Live your your life. Love your life. Amen. Thank you.